0: So we are in a year where there is turmoil everywhere, but I love what your pastors felt the Holy Spirit lead you as a church to, which is this theme of restore. Come on, let's pray. Father, we pray today as we need to hear from you. Holy Spirit, we want you to come with the words of a speaker, but into our heart to bring transformation, to bring hope, to cause us to be reminded your word says that you are the God that moves us forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Joel chapter two, which is the theme for this year, verse 25, God speaking, he says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterwards, he said, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Two thoughts as I was reflecting on this. Maybe today you kind of feel stuck where you are. In fact, right now you may be seeing loss and you're questioning, God, where are you in this season? Verse 25, God says, I will restore. Every promise involves a pathway. God has promised he would restore And then he said, not only will I restore, but I will pour out upon you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pour out something special. The empowerment of God enables every one of us. There are no special cases to see the power of God at work. Every one of us are included. Some time ago, we were buying a new property here in Auckland for the church. In fact, a very expensive five acre lot that's on city fringe. It cost us $26 million just for the land. And so we bought the land and we submitted to the Auckland Council, the building of our church. Their response was categorically, no, it will never happen, not on our watch. And I remember after that saying, God, you led us to this point, what are we gonna do? I said to the team, we are gonna commit to respond to the council by putting an answer to every question that they had. It took us two years, a whole lot of money, and together we believed that we could stand on the promise of God. I will restore and I will pour out. The great news, after two years, they came back and they made the opposite call that they said they would never make. They said, yes, you have got permission to build the church. See, I think when it comes to this thought of seeing God's restorative power, God is needing a response from us. It's what I call a bounce-back spirit. And today I want to talk to you about restoration requires a bounce-back spirit. I love studying people that have had significant lives. And one of the things I've noticed is they have an ability to bounce back when they feel stuck they bounce back. When they feel like the prognosis is negative, they bounce back. When COVID hits, they bounce back. I'm an avid watcher of sport and I love for years, the years that Michael Jordan was playing in the NBA in America. In fact, he played 1,072 games and he had an average score of 30.1 points average. If you're not into sport, it'll mean nothing. If you are, you're going, wow, a champion. But this is what Michael Jordan said. He says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. There were 26 times that I was entrusted to take the game winning shot and I missed it. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. In other words, he said, I've realized I've got to bring a response back to the challenges, the restrictions, the loss, when I feel locked down and I feel like there's no way out. The early church was exactly like that, surrounded by constant challenge. And I'm talking to you today, everyone at Life Unlimited Church, you know that God understands his power towards you. I will restore. I will pour out my spirit and the enemy wants us to live in confusion thinking that the hard sign or times the hardships around us are the times where it's what's the point of going on let me read to you about the early church romans chapter 8 and verse 35 paul writes do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and christ's love for us there is no way no trouble Not hard times, not hatred, nor hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. Because God said, I will restore and I will pour out my spirit. Verse 37, none of all of these things faze us because Jesus loves us. I love verse 38. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolute nothing can get between us and God's love because of what Jesus or the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. You know, I think in these times, God is looking for a generation that will believe his word, that God will restore what the enemy takes from us, and that we don't just have a fair-weather faith. When everything's going well, we can trust God. No, we need to master more and more an increasing resilience. So let me give you a couple of thoughts about developing a bounce-back spirit to see the restorative power of God and the Holy Spirit really take us forward. For me personally, I think the first thing is that all of us need to live a vision that supersedes the challenge. What am I saying? It's no good just living a survival Christianity. It's no good disengaging because of what you've been through. You need a purpose that has a, like a magnetism that draws you into the future. Uh, About 10 years ago, my mom, she would have been uh, 76, decided to go into an old people's home. And I said to her, "Mum, why are you going so early into an old people's home? You're 76, you've got your full faculties, you're doing so many things. She looked at me and she said, Paul, I feel like God's saying that I need to go early. Now that dad's gone, I need to go early so I can get to know everybody that's there because that old people's home is going to be, for me, my mission field. I'm going to bring Jesus to them. She then went on. I think it was three months into it. I said, how's it all going, Mum?" She says, every Sunday night, me and another person are leading a Sunday night prayer group. You see, there is something about living a vision that takes you into tomorrow. I love speaking on vision. Vision is the ability to see a focused outcome within an unfocused reality. So you may feel right now that You don't know where you're going, and it's like the mist has settled in on your life. Many times on the water, I've been on the boat, and if the mist settles, you don't know where north, south, east, and west is unless you have a GPS. That tells you there is a future. Some of us today, I believe God is saying to you, stop looking at the mist and remind yourself the promise of God, I will restore, and I will pour out my Holy Spirit. Not only is it the ability to see a focused outcome when there is an unfocused reality, I think also vision is an attitude that believes, like Michael Jordan, every failure strengthens our ultimate outcome. See, we learn most in the tough things if we respond and don't react. Michael Jordan went on to say, I know that fear is an obstacle for some people. Failure always makes me try harder on the next opportunity. Can I encourage you that Michael looked at fear and failure just as an illusion? And I know he's not in the Bible, but that bounce back spirit is what releases restoration. It's Lizzie Milani that says this, it's only when you are brave enough to go all in on your life, that's when you discover you're strong enough to live it. When we had the turning down of being able to build the church, we said, we're going to have a vision that's God-centered. We're going to describe the kind of community impact. Two years, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars about a vision of what this plot could look like in Auckland. It turned it around. And so I want to encourage you today. Think about your future. Don't look at the current circumstances. Train harder to see the restorative power of God meet you. A second thought would be this. Ensure that you live a response that limits your overreaction. All of us are human beings. And when we're under pressure and when the enemy is trying to rob from us, it's easy to get into reaction mode. We need to learn how to respond in a way that brings God into it. One of the great ways to do that is to pick up the Bible. And instead of reacting, taking God's word, speaking it over your life. Because when the things that we don't expect happen or things take us by surprise, it's easy to react. Often I have to catch myself when I say words like this, if only, if only I didn't lose my business, if only those in power would make different decisions in COVID, if only. Also, why God? Why God? Rather than what for God? Or maybe, a why me? What, why do I have to go through this? This is not fair. In fact, we started life here almost 30 years ago in Auckland. And uh, I had the ministry of hints with visiting speakers because I knew we didn't have what we needed. And so I would hint, hey, we need some help with this. If you could help, that would be great. Until one day, the Holy Spirit just hit me so hard. And he said, you've got to change the way that you see life. You've got to stop allowing yourself to react. You've got to respond so you limit that reaction. The seeds of greatness are already within you. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, and he says these words. He says, I know what it is like to find myself in a place of need, and I know also what it is like to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Let me say that again. I've learned the secret of being content in any or any situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I'm talking about living a response that limits our overreaction. As a church, we've decided in COVID we are going further than we've ever gone before. Even when finances may seem tight, we're stretching out. Why? Because God says, I will restore and I will pour out my spirit. This last Christmas, we were able to give away more than 30,000 Christmas hampers. Amazing. Currently, we're giving away something like 5,000 meals a week to people that can't feed themselves. This year, 2021, as a church, we are going to succeed and seeing more than $20 million of community impact take place. And I'm encouraging you, don't let the enemy forfeit the restorative power of God over your life by being in reaction. I'd put it like this, that reaction is an emotion. Response is a decision. Reaction is an emotion. Response is a decision. And so why don't you start daily? Just highlighting personal victories. Get that winning feeling back. Don't excuse what's not happening and just saying, well, maybe tomorrow it will get better. No, today, learn to respond and not react. In fact, I think tomorrow is the language of procrastination. And procrastination becomes addictive if you keep thinking, well, maybe I'll be able to do it tomorrow. No, today is the key. It's Nathaniel Brandon that says, the first step towards change begins with awareness. The second step is acceptance. And the third step is action. I do believe that restoration requires a bounce back spirit. Have you got a bounce back spirit? Whatever's coming your way. I've got a God who says I will restore. I've got a God who says he's going to pour out the power of the Holy Spirit and give me the strength in my limitation. Like, we all need to live a vision that supersedes the challenge and develop a response that limits our overreaction. And the third thought, as I wrap up this message with, is that I believe God is calling us to live a peace that stills the storm. There's an incredible account in Mark chapter 4, where Jesus says to the disciples, would you come with me? They get into a boat, and they're going to the other side. You'll know the story. And in the middle of the journey of obedience, get this, because the disciples were being obedient to God. There was a windstorm that comes up, and it begins to threaten the fact that they can survive the storm. Water's coming in over, and yet Jesus is asleep, and they wake him. And I don't think it was like, it's time to get up, Jesus. Basically, we read in Mark chapter 4 and verse 38, they say, teacher, don't you care about me right now? Don't you care about everything that's going wrong, everything that's come my way, that we are perishing? Don't you care? See, they had lost the ability to stay in peace according to God's word. And there is an authority that comes when we allow the Holy Spirit to remind us that God is in control. I'm learning more and more to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm praying that you today, maybe you've gone through some things or fear is surrounding your world. And God is saying to you, no, would you just be still and know? I had this thought this week, all of us need to tune into Still FM. You know how you have to tune into a new radio station. It's like, we need to find Still FM where we stop and we allow God's voice, I will restore. I will pour my spirit out upon you. You're gonna have more than enough. You're gonna get through this rather than the noise of what people are predicting. See, I think that when you find this place called peace, you're able to close your eyes and your ears to possibility prognosis and the doomsday outcomes. There's so much in God's word that redirects us to this place called peace. James 1, verses 2 and 4. Would you consider it uh, pure joy, my brothers, when you are involved in various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but you must let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing." Joshua 1, 9, I repeat, be strong and be brave. Don't be afraid and don't panic for I am the Lord your God and I am with you in all you do. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9, we are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. I hope your spirit's beginning to build. Job chapter 17 and verse 9, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. Today it's a time to get up and say, God, your word is true and I need you to restore my situation. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, always be joyful. Come on, always be joyful. Never stop praying Whatever happens, give thanks because it is God's will in Christ Jesus. It's amazing how they awakened Jesus when they thought they were going to die. Verse 39, he arose, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. He goes on and he says, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have lost your faith to develop? A bounce back spirit that is going to allow God's restorative promise to be our reality. I do believe we've got to live a vision that supersedes every challenge. Got to live a response that limits our overreaction. And we've got to live a peace, discover a peace that stills the storm. One final scripture is Philippians 4 and verse 6 that says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.